Tonight, don't miss the live rounds on The Voice. And on a special This Is Us, witness Jack and Rebecca's first journey. And be there as they discover each other. Then, get ready for Tuesday's new hit drama, New Amsterdam. Tonight on NBC. Parents calling on expert help to get their kids some Z's. Sleep deprivation, it is no joke. Helping North Texas families crack the sleep code. The third night, he fell asleep in two minutes. And revealing the tricks that work. Tonight on NBC5 News at 10. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio Show. My guest for this morning is Peggy Silfont. She is a personal development coach, author, motivational speaker, and internationally recognized as an expert on dealing with stress and anxiety. Peggy is certified and fluent in a variety of life-changing modalities from ancient yogic techniques to training in modern psychology and the neurosciences. Many individuals and companies have adopted Peggy's highly effective stress buster system and her integrated life plan throughout the United States. She is also the author of the best-selling book, Escape from Anxiety, Supercharge Your Life with Powerful Strategies from A to Z. Peggy and I will be having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey and how you can ready yourself to live happily and well during the holiday season and beyond. Good morning, Peggy. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Johnny. I'm so excited to be up in the air with you today. This is wonderful. Thank you for having me here. Fantastic. It is a pleasure to have you on the air with me. I'm excited to learn more about you and how we can all experience happiness and live well this holiday season. So let us get started by getting to know you a little bit better. Please give us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to the present moment. Yikes, that's a long span. (laughs) Hey, we have the whole hour, um, by the way. (laughs) All right, fantastic. So um, kind of in a capsule, I grew up in a beachfront suburb of New York City. I was the third of four kids, so I was a sandwich kid. And my sister, my older sister, became a great entrepreneur, my brother a scientist inventor, and I have a younger brother who's a brilliant physician and neuroscientist. And to be honest with you, I felt lost. So a lot of my life, because of my just excellent siblings, I literally felt invisible. And so I kind of rebelled. I became an adventurer, a seeker, and I kind of did a lot of crazy things. I hitchhiked through Europe when I was 19. And when I graduated from college, I spent two months riding across the United States on the Harley-Davidson motorcycle. (laughs) And, um, yeah, and then years later, I did it again. Um, about 15 years ago, I'd spent three months and uh, kind of reconnected with that experience. And so on one hand, I'm sort of a thrill seeker to feel alive. But on the other, I've always been an observer of human behavior and just my own evolution. And so I really began studying the field. And I'd always been a type triple A personality, you know, that type A personalities, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But in my experience, I suffered tremendous anxiety and stress to the point where I was dysfunctional. I'd get sick, I'd have an accident. And honestly, I feel adversity leads to discovery. And that's what Mm -hmm. I did. So 
in a sense, uh, to put it all together, I have a PhD in reinventing myself because of all the different careers I've been through <laughs> on this on this journey of seeking. Fantastic. That sounds terrific. With all this, right, so we talk about growing up and being an adult and so forth. What were some of your fond memories when you were growing up as a child during the holiday season? That's a great question. I have tremendous memories of really our family being together. And we were fortunate to live in a community where aunts, uncles, cousins were nearby. So I remember family gatherings of all of us being together. And of course, we'd have a kid's table where we could really be silly and out of control. And it was a lot of fun. (laughs) And, you know, and I think you realize that what you have until you sort of no longer have it. So as we Mm -hmm, grew, it mm -hmm. changed. Right, right. How did that evolve for you? I mean, was it a slow transformational process growing with the curiosity attitude of wanting to know more about life? Or is this something that sort of like you just evolve with the process in itself? I think it was truly inborn. I always Mm -hmm. have been an observer and been watching uh, behavior and my own as well as everyone around me. And uh, as far as family experiences. As I got older, we lost members of the family. We stopped being together as much. We mm-hmm. moved to different parts of the country. And I got to a place where for the holidays, I would dread them because I'd feel mm. alone. I felt isolated. And all of my old securities of sort of not being enough or not doing what everybody else was doing, they'd resurface around the holidays. And I sort of felt like an outsider in my own life. And I think at the end of the day, when I think about that, I hadn't learned how to value myself and to think Mm -hmm. and feel differently. Very interesting. What life's epiphany led you to the spiritual journey of self-discovery? That's a great question. And I have to pinpoint my time really during one of my reinvention periods when (laughs) I um, (laughs) I owned a marketing and advertising agency and I took a weekend to go and experience this yogi master that I'd heard about, Yogi Amrit Desai, and he's known as Sri Amritji. And so it was just a weekend program, and I thought, oh, what the heck, I'll try this. And in just a short time, he reconnected me with a place within myself that Mm -hmm. I had detached from. And it was a place where I felt free. I was free from worries and fears and doubts and all those insecurities. And it was sort of like this egoless place. And mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. it. I felt joyful in that place, giddy almost, you know. And, and so mm-hmm. what I discovered was that this epiphany, this place could actually be accessed and could be a reliable sort of launching pad for more energy, more creativity, great health, and just being able to really be the best version of myself. And so it was really exciting for me to have that weekend as that initial uh, kind of insight into what could be. What events, in the sense that you went through personally, from that perspective, that sort of make you feel that you needed something? Well, I was feeling lost. I was feeling, uh, you know, this type AAA personality where I was constantly Mm -hmm. going through these highs and lows. I'd be really manic, productive, you know, creative, and then I'd crash and burn. 
And I thought, well, that's just who I am. That's just my normal cycle until Mm -hmm. I had this experience where I found this place where I could just be and I could be easy. I could be more creative. I could have more energy. I could excel beyond my wildest imagination. And that was pretty intoxicating to find that place and to, (laughs) you know, to have a taste of it. Right, and right. so I wanted, I wanted more. I, I wanted to explore that. And that's really what started my journey. Did you find that part of the process that you were actually, and I say this respectfully because it's very interesting, a lot of successful people and type A personality, like you say, you are a triple A. You go through a process where within your inner self, you're insecure. Absolutely. The, You know, it's such an interesting phenomenon, and I see it with all of my clients. And it's unfortunately a part of our humanness, our vulnerability, and it's reinforced by society. So we're brought up in this world where we're kind of taught to judge one another, to um, ascertain certain characteristics of people based on certain criteria, and we end up creating unrealities, myths, Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. that really aren't true, and belief systems that aren't true. And then we function in that place that is not real. And so we create a lot of friction, a lot of tension, a lot of anxiety and stress for ourselves because of it. So I actually did some serious training with um, Yogi Desai, who I fondly Mm -hmm. call Gurudev, and I studied at the Amrit. Yoga Institute, and I found that I got real tools for staying in this place, which really brings mind, body, heart, and spirit into that oneness, into that place of empowerment. And I found that in all my seekings over so many decades, I found Mm -hmm. a lot of spiritual leaders talk the talk. They talk about the philosophy of being in the now or finding this transformational dimension but they never tell you how to get there. <laughs> what I found that Gurdjieff right, did right, right, is he gives right. you real tools to access this sort of sacred, powerful place again and again, and it's remarkable. And so um, at the time when I first started training, I, was, I still had my ad agency, and as a marketing mm-hmm. person, I found myself wanting to advertise this to the world, you know, like get on the yeah. rooftops and, and yell out, <laughs> it's time to release all struggles, and here's the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I went on to certify at the Amrit Yoga Institute in Amrit Yoga, I am Yoga Nidra, and then Gurdjieff actually gave me permission to teach quantum breath meditation. So mm-hmm. that was the beginning for me to really move in a completely different direction, and it was my aha recognition of my mission in life and what I just wanted to throw all of myself into. Very, very interesting. Were you experiencing any sort of uh, health issues also at the same time being in the process of like you're searching, you're happy and yet you're unhappy? Because a lot of people, they have that sort of like energy that's on top of them. And apparently in your case, you sort of being able to get all that out of you and found this new direction. You know what? It's so interesting when you suffer all these struggles and you suffer stress and anxiety. Uh, it throws off your whole immune system. Your body Mm -hmm. does not function optimally. And inevitably, you get sick. 
And I was constantly getting sick. I would have terrible flus. I would get a slip disc in my neck. My back would go out. I mean, I was constantly um, dealing with these almost self-induced physical ailments from not addressing the tensions that was at the source of them. And it's interesting because the um, American Association of Stress uh, has done studies and it shows that 70 to 90% of visits to primary care physicians are for Mm stress-related symptoms. And so we know, and I could go through a whole litany of of how (laughs) we know and why we know and how it works and what stress does to our body, it's not healthy. And when we're in a chronic stress state, the body's going to break down. Something's going to happen. And for me... I help a lot of clients through that by suggesting that they look at it as a wake-up call, that your body's telling you, wait, you need to change some things in your life. What you're choosing is not working. It's time for a different approach. And often when people are in pain, they're willing to listen <laughs> and they're willing to do right. whatever they have to to get out of pain. And so Very interesting. that allows them to open up to really discovering a whole new dimension of themselves that is so liberating and so productive. And it's mm-hmm. really a place of, of great happiness. Wonderful. Were there other disciplines you learned to enhance your transformation? Oh, well, you know, it was interesting. When I first started studying with Gurdev, and I found mm-hmm. this amazing place. It felt so magical and miraculous that I thought, wait, it can't be this simple. I need to understand this better. <laughs> so I went through a litany of certifications and trainings and everything from functional medicine, nutrition, neurolinguistic programming. I did Reiki. I did reconnective healing, um, EFT, crystal medicine therapy, Qigong, sound therapy, neuroscience. I mean, I just I did everything because it just was so fascinating to me and I was insatiably curious. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, what I found is that they all work. And so for me as a personal development coach, and I'm also certified, of course, as a life coach, it's about mm-hmm. being able to pull from such a range of options to find what resonates with a client's beliefs, lifestyles, the specific challenges they're dealing with, and be able to really go to the source of their imbalances in a way that works for them. And for me, that's what's so exciting about what I'm doing. I mean, it's just, it's so uh, fulfilling for me and liberating for people I work with. I probably have more tools in my toolbox to share than anyone (laughs) who does this kind of work, which I have to tell you, Johnny, it's actually created a challenge because Mm -hmm. You know, as a marketing professional, I know that the key to success is really knowing who's your audience, who's your target, right? And my tools work for five-year-olds to 85-year-olds, men, women, different backgrounds. You know, we all share the same human dilemma of wanting to know, you know, how can we access our potential and how can we tap into that place and how can we deal with our vulnerabilities that hold us back, like stress, anxiety, fear. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so that's what I am always working with, with so many different people. And it's, it's interesting. It's fun. It's challenging and it's (laughs) incredibly effective. It sounds like what happens is you have accumulated all this information. I mean, and I say this respectfully, we are a better teacher when we are a student. So you were looking at all of these information It's actually more for yourself in a way. 
you know how we go through the process of like we being selfish first, it's us, and then we have that, and then it sort of flipped. And that brings me to the next question. Why did you decide to become a personal development coach? I agree with you. I don't ever want to stop being a student, and I am yeah. always learning. And I love that because mm-hmm. I think we do do this for ourselves. We do it so that you, Johnny Tan, can be better. I, Peggy Sealfan, can be a better person showing up in the world and making a difference. And so I moved into personal development coaching because I knew I had answers to so many people's challenges. And for me, the mission became clear because I'd been there. I I had all of those pains. I went through so many different kinds of challenges from work to health to relationships, you know, been there, done that, got the T-shirt, right? Mm -hmm. So to find their personal power, to really be integrated and in balance so that they can soar no matter what they're dealing with. In fact, I even do uh, sports performance workshops. I do life purpose workshops. I've developed corporate programs to train executives in public speaking excellence because it all comes from the same place. And the tools I offer solves almost anything. (laughs) I agree with that. When did you decide to write Escape from Anxiety? So I wanted to put a lot of the teachings and learnings that I'd already accumulated into a one source guide to mm-hmm. really help bring all of the different traditions together in sort of bite-sized digestible pieces. I want to make it easier for other people so that they didn't have to go through a lifetime of exploring and learning and being in pain and going through all the things that I had gone through. And I wanted something that could really extend beyond myself to reach as many people as possible and to supercharge your life. And so the strategies literally go from A to Z in the book. So you can open to any letter of the alphabet. A is for activate. Z is for zip or how to get (laughs) vitality. And then the second part of the book really helps you evaluate a way to create your own plan so you can sustain long-term relief. And It's been really gratifying how much it has impacted people all over the world. It's really been absolutely remarkable for me to the feedback I've gotten. I got an email from a young man who wrote me how it changed his life, and so he decided to study uh, stress and anxiety in college. And Mm -hmm. he was writing me to tell me that he's written his own book to help his people. And he was asking me if I would write the foreword. So Fantastic. this young man, wait, I'm not done. He lives in Iran. <laughs> oh, I mean, wow. I don't know how my book got to Iran. So you yeah, never know yeah. the impact you can have. Right, right, right. That's fantastic. That's really, really wonderful. By the way, you're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on Apple's iTunes, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, and TuneIn Radio. I'm Johnny Tan, your host, and my guest for this morning is Peggy Silfon. She is a personal development coach, author, and motivational speaker. Peggy is certified and fluent in a variety of life-changing modalities, from ancient yogic techniques to training in modern psychology and the neurosciences. Peggy is an expert on dealing with stress and anxiety. Peggy and I are having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey and how you can ready yourself to live happily and well during the holiday season and beyond. Peggy, how did the book Zero Stress Zone come about? So it's 
embodying the power of the zero stress zone. And actually, it came about during an epiphany I had during my training with Yogi Amrit Desai. Uh, I was actually out in Colorado at the time, and it was a training in Yoga Nidra. And suddenly in the middle of it, I thought a book would be a great way to disseminate Gurudev's teachings. And I went to him and we talked about it. And I had no idea <laughs> that this project was going to take <laughs> 10 years to produce. It was a labor of love. And I'm still not sure if all that time was for me to really learn the depth of the teachings or if mm-hmm. the teachings just kept evolving, you know, in clearer and clearer ways. So I kept trekking to the ashram every other month and I would work with him for days at a time. And then I'd go home and refine and re. re- rewrite and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and the book really gives an understanding of the unique practices that can guide you to really access your self-balancing self-healing source and and really enter that harmonious direct dimension and it's it this work is really a gift so i was very gratified to bring that out to the world and actually last year for gurdev's 85th birthday i surprised him by turning the entire <laughs> um book into an audio book for him. And so now wow. that's available as well as an audio book. Can you give us a little background about Yogi Amrit Desai? Sure. So he is truly a pioneer in yoga, and he was one of the first to bring yoga to the West back in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's internationally recognized as doctor of yoga, world yoga master, grand yoga master, yoga charia, <laughs> uh, He's really uh, well, well known and well, well respected. And he founded originally Kripalo Center for Yoga and Health, which was world renowned. And now he's, over the last 15, 20 years, uh, formed the Amrit Yoga Institute. And at 86, he is still teaching and traveling, and he is amazing. Wonderful. That sounds terrific. Is there a difference between anxiety and stress? So we could do a whole show just on that because <laughs> um, a lot of people really don't understand. So just to sort of be succinct about it and put it yeah. kind of simply, anxiety tends to bubble up almost unconsciously. So people get panic attacks or they have obsessive compulsive disorder or social anxiety and they don't know where it comes from or they, they, don't, they can't get on an airplane um, and they don't seem to know why. Whereas with mm-hmm. stress, usually there are known causes. So you've got a heavy workload, you're paying the bills can be stressful, raising kids, dealing with the holidays, and stress tends to be more obvious and more apparent. And there are different symptoms. And like I said, we could do a whole show just because <laughs> it's a huge topic. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. What's the number one cause of stress and anxiety during the holiday season? Wow, it's tough to boil it down to one. It's really a super vulnerable time of year. And why is it such a super vulnerable time? It's heightened because we have all our normal everyday stuff that goes on, our everyday tasks. We have work, Mm -hmm. taking care of our homes, our kids. And then we have the holiday stuff. You know, we've got the gift buying and worrying about finances and getting together with relatives or friends who may well push our buttons. We have all the parties. We eat too much. We drink too much. There's shorter daylight. It's really a perfect storm of challenging Mm -hmm. elements. So so I kind of feel like the number one uh, would be unawareness about 
self-sabotaging patterns of behavior. We fall into these old habits. And so we, we sort of get triggered by these old habits. What kind of habits are we talking about here? It's pattern behaviors. You know, we get into certain patterns like with family or loved ones, and they push our buttons more than anyone in the world, right? They know how to get to <laughs> us, right? Yep. <laughs> but instead of getting triggered and reacting with anger towards the button pusher, we need to learn how to get rid of the buttons, how to really dismantle mm. the reactions and interrupt yeah. those moments. And, and that's pretty much what I teach. Very interesting. How can we experience happiness and live well during the season? So be aware of these emotional reactions that we were just talking about, you know, the insecurities, the conflicts mm-hmm. when you're with family, friends, business associates, especially these days with politics. There's a lot of people who are just <laughs> not able to talk civilly. So it's really about letting go of, of all the past grievances and to really be in a place of understanding and acceptance. So you can interrupt those negative upheavals by just taking a few deep breaths or just step away. Um, I have a new technique that I've actually introduced this year, which comes from Yoga Nidra, this yogic sleep, and it uses the idea of setting an intention. So you can practice this at times when you're quiet and relaxed. Um, You might even be driving in the car, you know, but just sort of not really active or thinking hard about anything. So you can start by being intentionally aware and set this intention. So you would say, I release my judgment about, and you fill in that blank with a situation, a person, whatever it is, and then you add to that, I rest in calm awareness. And what I've found that if you can practice that, when you do kind of hit a roadblock or you go down that Mm -hmm. rabbit hole of bad feelings, if you just say, I rest in calm awareness, it becomes available to you when you hit that roadblock of irritation or anger. And it just stops, it interrupts it in its tracks. So I rest in calm awareness. So you're aware, but you rest mm-hmm. in, you choose to rest in calm awareness. That's beautiful. I rest in calm and awareness. See, for me, I'll just go out to the dumpster and yell and then come back. Uh, there, well, that's one, another way. Actually, I do have some other suggestions. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> that just is kidding. one way. <laughs> no, but actually, you know what? That's not a bad form, just to go and let it out. So yeah. giving yourself a break, you know, from whatever it is that's troubling you, it's really taking a time out from it. And right, right. what I recommend to people is to literally add themselves to their to-do list. And mm-hmm. take a 10 or 15 minute timeout to just stop everything and just give yourself permission to do nothing or go yell at the dumpster or take a walk, <laughs> or, you know, take a warm shower, listen to music, but just do something outside of whatever task it is that's creating some irritation or some troublesomeness. And then um, another suggestion I have, especially Mm -hmm. during the holidays, this is really important. And from my mama's kitchen, you should be way on top (laughs) of this one, is really about mindful eating. So we really want to avoid sugar and alcohol, which really contributes to a recipe for feeling lousy, gaining weight, (laughs) which makes you feel more fatigued and sluggish, right? Yeah. So what I recommend is before you go to a party, have a glass of water or have a little snack so that when you get there, you're not going to be so inclined to eat everything in sight. 
and it helps mm-hmm. you sort of stay a little more mindful in what you do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of times, too, I think what we find from a personal experience sometimes, you go through a process where you are insecure on the inside. And believe it or not, you are actually the trigger of the stress. It's not someone else. I think if you look <laughs> backwards, that is quite interesting because now it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm the one that's causing it, not them. Because I'm at that tiptoeing situation, and what happens is just somebody bumped into me, and then I'm like ready to kill somebody. <laughs> Absolutely. That is so true that we manifest what we are feeling inside. And so if you're feeling anxious and stressed and overwhelmed and exhausted, uh, your coping mechanisms are going to be compromised and you are going to get more easily triggered and you, you mm-hmm. will cause more of what you don't want, right? Mm-hmm. What you resist mm-hmm. persists, as Carl Jung, you know, so you have to yeah. really address mindfully these areas that are causing these imbalances and causing you to be un- or disintegrated, you know, where everything is sort of detached from working your best and being more optimal in everything you think, say, and do. So true. Do you have a solution for individuals who tend to get seasonally depressed during this time of the year? Absolutely. This is a terrible time of year for seasonal affective disorder, SAD, and I know I've experienced it. I really had to work on it because I found, I used to think that it was because I felt sort of lonely during the holidays and that was why I was feeling so depressed. And then I realized it was really seasonal affective disorder. So I did start researching ways of resolving it and I found many of my clients suffered as well. So an immediate solution is to get outdoors, even if it's cold, just to spend time exposed to sunlight or to sit by a sunny window. And if that's not possible, I recommend um, buying some daylight balanced light bulbs and changing them in some of your light fixtures. Or if you really have it seriously, um, I recommend using a light box to really stimulate serotonin, which is the feel-good hormone. And then I add to that the use of vitamin D3 and also B12 supplements. Um, Personally, I like to use a Himalayan salt lamp. That kind of adds a nice vibrational frequency into the atmosphere. And I also tend to use sound therapy for just a sort of vibrational uplift. Certain sounds can really help you feel better. That's terrific. Why is realignment of our thoughts and actions important? So essentially, you really are what you think. And so many people I work with have this noisy mind filled with all these negative self-sabotaging thoughts as I did, you know, when I was growing Mm -hmm. up. And it's our human nature to compare and judge and, oh, I'm not as good as they are. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I can't do anything right. I'll never succeed. I'll never be happy. You know, the whole litany. And so we're always wanting or feeling that we're deficient in some way. And that we'll be happy when we get somewhere or have a bigger bank account or, you know, a more loving mate or a better car. And we're always deferring happiness to some future point instead of being in alignment with now and being grateful and aware of what we do have. So words are really powerful and they can instill important mindsets that allow us to thrive. You know, as I 
mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, uh, I, I didn't realize how lucky I was to have the family gatherings that I had with both my parents and my extended family. And, you know, now my parents are long deceased. And so those possibilities are gone, but I don't dwell on mm-hmm. what was. I'm grateful for what I had and I'm in the now creating new experiences and reminding myself now of what I'm grateful for. And so words are really powerful in that way. Do you have any special exercises that you can share with all of us? Well, some of um, the most exciting that I'm just actually introducing is um, Mm -hmm. I've created a line of I am happy now ceramic mugs so that I wanted a way to actually give clients a daily boost to their state of mind and reminders that it's really a choice to be happy now. So I created these designs and on the outside of each ceramic mug, it has a special design with all these energy chakra colors, you know, for the energy center of the Mm -hmm. body. And they say, I am happy now on the outside. And the inside (laughs) lip on each one, I use powerful words like uh, the set one has inspired serene and confident grateful. And then set two has kind, loving, brave, passionate. So when you're sipping, you know, out of one of these coffee mugs or tea mugs, however you want to use them in the morning, you see these words and it helps reinforce how you want to show up in the world. So like today, I'm actually drinking out of inspired (laughs) and serene. So Mm -hmm. as I'm feeling inspired and serene, I am happy now. So affirmations are positive statements that, are very impactful. They have an energetic impact on body and brain. There's a vibratory effect to the words. And no matter how you feel in the moment, you might not feel inspired, serene, but when you see or say the words, <laughs> it shifts you, right? Right. So like, right. for instance, if right in this moment, right now, um, if I said the word hate, how does that feel in your body? How do you react to that? You know, what it just triggers something. Yeah, it triggers something. Right? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. now shift out of that. Now I want to say the word love. How does love feel in your body? And how do you react to love? It's a complete, the other side of the spectrum, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, but you can literally feel it. I mean, if you take a Mm -hmm. moment to really absorb the vibrational sound of that word, it really makes a difference in your body, in your mind. And so the more you do that, the more you use these positive affirmations, the better and better you feel. And the more you literally show up in your day as that inspired, serene, kind, loving, brave, passionate, confident, grateful person, right? Yep, so true. The power of words is just amazing. I mean, what you talk about, we need that. We need something to trigger us in the right way. Looking through the lens of love at everything, you are at that constant state of calmness, but yet fully aware. Absolutely. You know, it actually uh, goes back to cognitive behavioral therapy. And I worked with a client early on when I started in this field who was depressed and unhappy and every time mm-hmm. he was 19 at the time and any time wow. somebody asked him oh how are you doing today he'd say oh i'm miserable and this is happening and that's happening and i said to him try saying i'm fine and he said you want me to lie and i said no no just try it it's just an experiment see how you feel so he started doing it and little by little 
he felt fine when he said it. in that millisecond right. that he said, I'm fine. He actually felt fine. And about two weeks later, I happened to uh, be with him when his dad called him and he was all bubbly and excited. And, you know, my client was like so positive. And finally his father said, put Peggy on the phone. And his father says to me, where'd my son go? (laughs) I mean, a different kid. That's wonderful. You don't believe it. That's the point is that uh, it's a choice and it's being mindful about what you choose to think about Mm -hmm. what you choose to believe. And you're so right right that we triggered these things in ourselves. And guess what? We can trigger more positive things in ourselves in the same way that we have been triggering negative things. So true. A lot of times when something happened, we're pointing to someone else, something external that's causing me to be happy or in this case, obviously stress and fill us with anxiety, but it's actually us ourselves that we are in total control of that. Right. You know, and that is really the key that is so, (laughs) so important to understand because we cannot change other people. We cannot change outside circumstances. If you're sitting in traffic, the traffic is there. You cannot change that. In fact, you're contributing to it. You're part of it. (laughs) But what you can change, right, is is your response to it. Instead of reacting with anger and irritation, change that. You can just Mm -hmm. stop and, okay, I'm in traffic. What's around me? Are there trees? Is it snowing? Am I seeing beautiful colors? Whatever it is, just choose to change your focus. And when you do that, it changes everything. And it brings you so much more positive experiences because you attract, like attract like, you know, the law of attraction. And right. so when, when you're shifting into these more positive vibrations, you're attracting more of that to you. So and true. that's when magic happens. <laughs> I agree. Totally, totally agree. You're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on Apple's iTunes, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, and TuneIn Radio. My guest is Peggy Silfon. She is a personal development coach, author, and motivational speaker. Peggy is certified and fluent in a variety of life-changing modalities from ancient yogic techniques to training in modern psychology and the neurosciences and is an expert on dealing with stress and anxiety. Peggy and I are having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey and how you can ready yourself to live happily and well during this holiday season and beyond. I'm your host, Johnny Tan. Peggy, isn't experiencing a little chaos sometimes is healthy? That's a very interesting question. (laughs) I'm not sure if it's healthy, but it's a fact of life. You know, it is what is. And so it's really about learning to be in harmony with life's polarities. I think that's the key. Mm -hmm. There's chaos and there's peace. Mm -hmm. There's good Mm -hmm. and there's bad. They both exist. So we cannot change the truth. You know, these are natural laws. What we can change, as we were just talking about, is really how we interact with these experiences and how we respond to them. So if we respond to bad with annoyance and anger and irritation, uh, that's going to just keep causing more stress. So it's about coming more in alignment with that neutral place of it doesn't matter if it's good or bad, it just is. And so it's being in that place of calmness and that place Mm -hmm. of acceptance. And not that there aren't things that we want to change, but when we change them from a place of peace, it becomes more effortless. That's true. Very true. Sometimes I look at it in terms of 
lives happen, right? So chaos is going to mm-hmm. be there. But at the same time, right. we do have the ability to manage situations. I believe in we lead people, but we manage situations. So control chaos is what I would think that we want to be in the position of. How we react is what's going to determine on whether the chaos is going to be a catastrophe or just going to sort of dissipate over a period of time. Right. I agree. I actually, I work with a client um, who suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder. And so for her, mm-hmm. chaos uh, triggers all these PTSD reactions. And so she's learning that I can handle life. I can handle chaos. I can handle disturbances. And by doing that, she's reinforcing this, basically what you're saying, the idea of controlled chaos, because it's there. And so it's really learning how to function within the world that we live in, in a way that allows us to function better and be able Mm -hmm. to perform better. Terrific. What do you do personally during this time of the year to keep yourself balanced? (laughs) So... As much as possible, I really do try to stay on my routines of exercise, uh, meditation, yoga, qigong. Most importantly, though, I find sleep is really the key. And if I'm not getting enough sleep, I do use my yoga nidra, which is my secret tool. And just 20 minutes of doing yoga nidra or integrative relaxation, as I've called it, is equivalent to three to four hours of deep restorative sleep. So that really helps me. And I've created a lot of these recordings to make them available for people who might want some support in that regard. And the other thing that I do is, and this was really hard for me, it took me a long time to say Mm -hmm. no to invitations rather than trying to, oh, yes, I'll I'll do that. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. Yes. No, now I, mm-hmm. I've learned. I just, I do what I can and I, I don't want to offend anyone, but I also just want to take care of myself and I can't do all these parties. I just can't. It's not good for my well-being and, and state of mind. And so I just minimize what I do and do what I can. I choose to be with loved ones and special friends and I, ma- I just make sure that I stay in alignment with that. That's true. Very true. One of the things that you could share with people is that when they ask you to do something or invite you to do something or join them in some form or another, events, activities, and so forth, the best neutral way of addressing those issues and still give you an opportunity to save grace, I guess, would be, may I get back with you on that? Because that allows you to sort of retreat backwards and truly actually look at your schedule and look at yourself, your well-being, and then make that informed decision, not necessarily like on the spot decision where if you are a natural person that kind of give in all the time, that's when you are building the stress from within. Right. Very good point. That's a very good point. And the other thing too is uh, to choose to, I'm really sorry, I can't do that, but I really would love to be with you. Can we get together after the holidays and do X, Y, Z and make another Mm -hmm. suggestion? So they're not feeling like you're rejecting them. You just cannot do that particular date and that particular party. So true. Do you have some success experiences from your clients that you can share with us in terms of how they are able to 
sort of go through and process their various stress and anxiety that helped them and basically are able to live stress-free in a way and anxiety-free in a way. Absolutely. So, again, I have such a range of of different (laughs) um, techniques that I use, but what is really key is to practice whatever technique you choose. And I have a couple that I'd love to offer to your listeners that are free. They can just go on to um, my webpage, 3minutes2destress.com, and it's just a three-minute audio that will guide you into this just three minutes of kind of relaxation, of tuning out, of having just your time to just be. And that interrupter can be very effective for feeling better and being able to really do more, be healthier. And then I also have a one minute to de-stress.com, which is a video that's a Qigong exercise from the ancient Chinese. And movement, just getting the body, the energy, the vital life force, the prana, the qi moving through the body also just helps calm the nervous system and energizes the body in a productive way. So it's a great way to recharge and relieve stress. And so I have variations of all of these kinds of techniques that I do with clients. And I find that um, I I literally give them a calendar that I treat them sometimes Mm -hmm. like four-year-olds and they have to check off (laughs) each day that they do the practice because it's so easy not to do it. Oh, I don't have time. You don't have three minutes? Really? So, but, but it takes creating it as a habit. So habits take anywhere from 21 to 90 days to really kick in and form. And so it's a way of trying to reinforce it quickly for them. And so if they put little check marks on the calendar every day that, yes, I practiced today. Um, And if you do both of them, you've only invested four minutes. So it's, not a huge time investment. And what I find by doing these techniques, it literally expands time. So you become so much more efficient and your body is optimized, your mind is clearer, that you actually function so much better in everything you do. So it feels like you're getting so much more done in so much less time. That's fantastic. Uh, All these techniques, I presume, can be applied year-round, correct? Absolutely. It's really about life and it's about developing ways of mindfulness every day and every day making really good choices for yourself consciously and intentionally, really being present in your own life. Very, very interesting. I know you mentioned two separate websites. Where can someone go to buy your books, get the coffee mug and get more information about your services and keep up with your latest happenings? Thank you. I'm actually so excited about my Happy Now mugs. So I created a page just for them that's IamHappyNow.com. And actually, people can go there, and that's access to my whole website. So my website is PeggySealFon.com, and I have lots of free practices and techniques and recordings. I do a tool and tip of the month every month, and that's at TalkAboutHealthyLiving.com, which is all on the same website. So if they just find their way in through IamHappyNow.com, they can access these different audio recordings and these different techniques and articles. And I just believe in giving people tools, and I'm very transparent about that. So a lot of it is free. And then, of course, if someone needs some personal help, I'm always available. Fantastic. How has being a personal development coach affected you personally? 
That's a really great question, and it kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier, and you're so <laughs> spot on with the idea that, you know, we're always a student. And so it really helps me stay in the practices. It helps me stay grounded, and I know these beneficial, and it really helps me walk my walk. I don't just talk about it. I do it, and I practice it every day. And for me, that's just been so transformational in so many ways. And in fact, I play competitive tennis, and I find that a lot of my partners, when I play doubles, get really nervous on the tennis court, and they <laughs> love to play with me because I I exhibit this calmness. Now, it's not that I'm not stressed, you know, but it's a good stress because right. it's performance stress, but I'm accessing the zone, that zero stress zone, yeah. and you perform better when you're in that zone, and most athletes don't even know how to intentionally access that place so i find that it it helps me just perform better but it actually helps radiate to affect people around me so i I just i've created this world that for me just feels so buoying and Mm -hmm. i feel we need to have more of what you and i do in the world to really help make this difference and raise everyone's vibrational frequencies very very interesting I would think that the fact that they got nervous because you were on the court. (laughs) (laughs) Say, oh, my God, Peggy's here. We're in trouble. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Got to take a little five-minute break. and uh, Yeah, we got to take a little (laughs) five-minute break, sit on the site right there and kind of do a little meditation to calm ourselves down. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) What are your plans for 2019? Oh, so do we have another hour? (laughs) I have a lot on my schedule. Um, Workshops, motivational talks. I'm doing another book. But actually, one of the most exciting things I'm doing for 2019 is launching the first annual Paradise Coast Wellness Experience. And it's going to be on Saturday, January 19th. You are all invited. And it's going to be from sunup to midnight. And there'll be activities happening throughout the Paradise Coast, Naples, Marco Mm -hmm. Island, Everglades City. So like the JW Marriott is going to do 12 hours of wellness. We'll have swamp walks at Corkscrew Swamp Sanctuary, guided bike rides through the Everglades, yoga on the beach. I'm actually going to do a zero stress zone flash mob meditation in a high Mm -hmm. traffic area. We'll have healthy cooking classes. So it's really going to be a fun event. And it's a culmination of a year-long initiative uh, Mm -hmm. that I started actually it's a little more than a year ago, to really establish my community as a globally recognized wellness destination. And for the last three years, Gallup Share Care has recognized Naples as the happiest, healthiest place in the country. So now it's time to build on that and really expand it to establish us as a wellness destination. So that's my big plan for 2019 and beyond because it'll be an annual event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Coming back to the holidays, what advice do you have for people that are in three different categories? One is really walking with a defensive shield on. Two is a happy-go-lucky kind of attitude. You know, nothing sticks to me. And the third one is basically trying to live life as is, but do have the normal chaos moments in their life. Do you have any advice for all these three types of people? Uh, So, you know what? It really comes down to our 
human characteristics, our basic needs, if we can meet our basic needs in, in a productive way, um, you know, eat right, get enough sleep, get enough exercise, um, stay kind of in alignment, stay in that integrated state of being where mind, body, heart, and spirit are really all working together. No matter where you're coming from, you're going to be functioning better. And I really think that you can choose whatever you want. And most people, I don't think, want to be in distress or be in sadness or be depressed. And so this sounds awfully simplistic, and obviously there's a lot Mm -hmm. more that goes into it, but there really are choices that you can make along the way that can feed you into a better state of mind and allow you to move through the holidays more effortlessly and with joy. Remember what the holidays are really all about. Let's get back to those basics. Cherish one another. Be grateful for what we have. And in fact, it's a great time to start like a gratitude journal or a gratitude jar and start putting Mm -hmm. in every day one thing you're grateful for. And anytime you start feeling sad or stressed, reach into that gratitude jar and read one of those things that you articulated that you are grateful for, and it will make a difference. That's true. And if you stop focusing on yourself rather on somebody else, and then you start up with the fact that how can I contribute to that person's happiness today or this week or this month, it changes the dynamics like you were talking about in terms of the energy around us. Totally, Johnny. That is so important. And it's really about giving rather than getting. I think in relationships in particular, so many people feel like, well, you know, I'm giving uh, love. (laughs) I want back X, Y, Z. And they sort of make these unrealistic demands on, on one another rather than just giving unconditionally and being in that loving place. And when you do that, it is amazing what gets reflected back to you. And it, it does change the dynamics totally. It changes the energy. So to that what you can give rather than what you can get. So true. So walk around with a gratitude journal instead of a ledger. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Tally up gratitude. Yeah. That's right. I like that. That's right. Yeah. Telling up gratitude versus keeping up a ledger record of what you're not receiving, basically. <laughs> right. Right. And be present. Be in the now. Recognize what is around you. Too often we're focused on something in the future rather than being right where we are. And what's in the future is an illusion. It's not real until it's the now. Right. So it's really focusing on the moment. So true. Well, Peggy, since our show is about people, family, and living life, would you like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning? So the recipe that I would share would be to have listeners consider what really matters in their life. So Mm -hmm. you have an option in every moment. You can suffer with worries, stress, anxieties, or you can choose empowerment, happiness, and love. So instead of reacting, as we were talking earlier, from this jumble of emotions, you can develop inner calmness and shift from survive, thrive. And I recommend choose to say, I am happy now. Wonderful. That's and true. Happiness is a happy choice. Now mug. It is. <laughs> it's an inside job. That's right. Yeah. Happiness is a choice. It's not something that happens to you. No. So true. Right. And too often people do feel like, you know, life is something that happens to me. No, you are part of it. You can create it. You can make 
happen what you want. And happiness is definitely something that as human beings we want. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. And it so all starts true. from the heart center, a place of love, a place of passion. So true. Peggy, thank you for the great recipe for living and for spending this hour with me on From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me next Tuesday morning, November 20th. My guest will be Les Jensen. He is the founder of New Human Living, host of the New Human Living radio show, and the author of the critically acclaimed Citizen King, The New Age of Power. Les and I will be having a conversation about his life's journey, spiritual mission, and his latest book, Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to fmmktalkradio.com. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week. Peggy, it has been a true pleasure. A very happy Thanksgiving to you and your loved ones. Thank you again and have a blessed day. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you so much. It's been a joy to be here with you. Wonderful. Thank you. Bye-bye. Tonight, don't miss the live rounds on The Voice. And on a special This Is Us, witness Jack and Rebecca's first journey. And be there as they discover each other. Then, get ready for Tuesday's new hit drama, New Amsterdam. Tonight on NBC. Parents calling on expert help to get their kids some Z's. Sleep deprivation, it is no joke. Helping North Texas families crack the sleep code. The third night, he fell asleep in two minutes. And revealing the tricks that work. Tonight on NBC5 News at 10. Want to get a jump on Target's Black Friday deals? Get early access to select online deals on November 21st with your credit or debit red card or as a Target Red member. So seize the savings, then tackle that turkey. Learn more at Target.com slash red or click the banner.